0: You know what we didn't do earlier today, by the way, was just going to make editing so wonderful for you? What? We didn't do the clap. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. There.
1: <laughs> okay. No, for real. We do need to do the clap. Oh, my God. Thank you. Holy shit. Okay. Ready? Uh-huh. One. <clears throat> God damn it, Chris. One, two, three. <laughs> One more time. One,
0: two, three.
1: Did you do the second one?
0: I did. I I just I <laughs> I had a total gay moment where I tried to slap the other hand and I mostly missed it, and I was like, Ugh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> "Okay, I'm fired." Um, I'm
1: so. Oh, I am I'm so, worn so out. gay Jesus today. Christ. Jesus Christ.
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Do you have any funny anecdotes, something to transition us out of out of maudlin ranting about disease and and disaster? Or is that just where we're at today?
0: That's kind of where, where we're at. I mean, this whole uh, podcast is going to be about disaster because, uh, you know, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Before we get, before, okay, we should intro the show, maybe. Okay. But, but, but before we do that. Okay. I would like to talk about something very positive that's come out of wrestling. And I think right. you're I think you're with me here. I think you can follow me on this little journey. And that's that's the uh the film career of Dave Batista. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. I was I remember when I heard that he had been cast <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus. When I heard that he had been cast in Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, eh? What? Mm-hmm really they're gonna let him talk on camera that's you know classically not been the best move to do with a former professional wrestler letting them speak uh with script on a in front of in a movie because he had been in that James Bond movie before but he was a non-speaking role I think he said oh shit that was like his only line and it was right before he died um but I heard he got cast in Guardians of the Galaxy so I was like ee. I started doing some research and I found the interview where he talked about how when he got the call that he had been cast, he burst into tears. Mm -hmm. Like big old, big old mountain of muscle. Dave Batista was so, so, so happy for this opportunity. He cried his eyes out and then he called his agent and said, I need acting classes. I need acting classes so bad. Get me into an acting class. he didn't assume that he was already qualified for it. He had the humility to go to experts and and learn and be trained and just oh, I don't know why humility is so fucking hot, but like goddamn
0: humility I like it. I too am extraordinarily humble and and now he's one of our fa- or at least mine uh my favorite marvel characters I've mastered the ability. Of standing so incredibly still that i have become invisible to the eye. Watch. You're, you're eating a zarg nut. but my movement was so slow that it's imperceptible. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm invisible. Hi Drax.
1: Yeah, no, Drax is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love him. And and now, now the same thing happened when he got the call that he had been cast in Dune.
0: Which, oh my fucking god. I can't, be- I can't believe it's real. I have been wanting this movie to be made forever. And it's happening. Ugh.
1: Well, and now, like, they finally had the technology to do it, right? To do it right. And just, oh I don't think I'm supposed to want to climb the beast raban like a jungle gym. No. But I want to climb. I want to climb the beast raban like a jungle gym.
0: <laughs> in fact, if he does his job, he, you're going to hate his guts. So.
1: Right, because he, there's a reason he's the beast. But mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh! I just oh. So he's he's so fucking humble about it, and like he had to fight tooth and nail to get the role in the the Blade one blade. blade one more time, I'll come in again. The Blade Runner <laughs> reboot. You try saying Blade Runner. <laughs> Blade Runner.
0: Blade, oh, Runner. Blade
1: Runner. Blade Runner. Blade One O. Anyway. Cool. Uh, <laughs> he had to fight and campaign and claw his way into the role in Blade Runner, and he was so good. He's arguably one of the best things about that movie. Is that he just has this really controlled and understated portrayal of this character. It's just oh, it's so good and also his little smart smart boy glasses were hot i just and i was thinking about why is it so hot that dave batista this enormous pile of muscle with a face like a like a boxer's fist that's just like it's like a like a of bony knuckles that's meant to hurt people like he is he's got a face on he's got a mug on him you know mm-hmm. he's just this huge bear of a man like why is it so hot that he's that he's humble and that he seems kind and unaware of his own power, and it's the himbo effect.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I just assume he's a bottom. Then I
1: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the himbo effect is a thing that's like that's that's sort of reemerging, and uh, it's it's having a moment right now, which is these these big, powerful, beautiful talented men who are, are just kind of like soft and sweet and probably know where like the all the good noodle shops are and they want to take care of you and they they have no idea of just like their immense power and why that's so attractive and
0: yeah well the rock's instagram is like that
1: right with, with him having like tea parties with his little girls and stuff
0: oh i know oh
1: uh, and he's a terrifyingly large mountain of a man but so like i huge. would i would let him hold my drink at a bar I would, I would sit him next to my mom for a road trip. Like I, there's just this trust there with these enormous soft men. And I found a TikTok because I have a TikTok problem. I found a TikTok. Uh, yeah, you do. I do. And it's fucking wonderful. And I send you the links to the best ones about Star Wars. So don't you bitch. Don't you come for You're the me.
0: only, you're the only one that sends me funny ones.
1: <laughs> why would anybody send you a not funny TikTok?
0: Because they think it's funny. And I'm like, why did you send this to me?
1: <laughs> Some things are funny on TikTok only in the context of TikTok. Like you need to be fluent in the meme and trend culture of TikTok to understand them. I so have, maybe that's what's happening.
0: I like what the kids like, you know okay. I know what when 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 I hear stuff that my nephews like, I understand fifty percent of it. I think that's a good ratio, considering they're so much younger than me.
1: Okay sure I, honey i'm no, not that's, old. Good. that's good that's, good. that's anyway. good you're doing great anyway i saw yeah, a tiktok doing great. <laughs> i saw a tiktok um where a girl was describing uh referencing bolin the character from um the legend of korra the follow-up mm-hmm. series to avatar it's a whole that's a whole layer of geekdom that we're not going to get into today but um where a girl was talking about the himbo effect of these big, strong men uh, who, could, who are perfectly capable of weaponizing their looks and their muscle and, and their privilege in this world and using it to hurt people. But they don't. They choose not to. They choose to be humble and soft and kind. And why that's so hot. And it's because so many of us, women, gay men, people in this world, so many of us have been hurt by men who do weaponize those aspects of themselves. Mm. So it's just really nice to find someone who could rip me in half, but who would never.
0: I, I like being ripped in half, but well, you know, that's, we're talking but, about something else then.
1: <laughs> and then, when they would never, that's when you can train them to do it recreationally for funsies.
0: Recreationally? <laughs> It's medicinal No, It's recreational. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think it might be medicinal
0: too. <laughs> I, I, I I may need that right
1: now. I, I find it therapeutic.
0: Mm-hmm. Deeply therapeutic. Anyway, well, so is. that was
1: that was a really long rant about why Dave Batista is so fucking hot right now, and I'm so excited about Dune. But there it is. It's all true.
0: I love him so much. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm really excited about. Um, just doing in general but Mm. you know that's not wrestling heather (laughs) it's
1: not there are other wrestlers who also have film careers do you want to talk about john cena
0: oh my god uh let's talk about have you seen the picture the pictures of him as different marvel characters no do a google search for john cena sandman and tell me that's not hilarious
1: john cena sandman oh Mm my god john cena by the way do you hear that what was that that's Lucas's car starting outside.
0: <laughs> Good God.
1: Yeah. Oh, she's a beast. Okay, what is this? What? What is this? Why does he have forearms? What's happening? <laughs>
0: what? Uh, what? He, uh, there's been a rumor going around that John Cena is going to be cast in a Marvel movie, and so all kinds of people have been making all kinds of art, and that was the funniest
1: so these people with the Marvel rumor were they not just responding to uh, the fact that John Cena had been cast in Suicide Squad?
0: I don't know. Uh, possible. I didn't know he was. Oh, of course he's in Suicide Squad. But I, I, I think it was like some comicbook.com rumor that Mar that John Cena and a couple other people are being considered for Marvel movies. So one of them being, I think, I think Johnny Depp was another one. But, um... <coughs> oh, shut up. <coughs> Oh God!
1: I'm sorry, Johnny Depp is over for me.
0: I mean he's,
1: he's not... just he just fucking is he
0: was a he was a moment in time for sure though
1: yeah, but that time was like ten fifteen years ago i i was i wanted to, I wanted to fuck J- Captain Jack Sparrow.
0: I still do
1: to like... get in a time machine and go back to when that happened yeah. prior to Dang. him turning into morphing into Steven Tyler for one thing uh, <laughs> 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 tell me it's not true Oh my god, it's true! It's true! Oh. He and Steven and Tyler both look like lesbian aunties, and I will not be uh accepting comment on that at this time. Um But prior you have to go back to prior to him morphing into Steven and Tyler and prior to him apparently getting into an extremely abusive relationship with Amber Heard. So Yeah.
0: Yeah Wow. Just yeah. Wow <laughs> I think I don't know if we, where we can go after lesbian Honesty <laughs> look like.
1: That's what they look like. Google, Google them.
0: Oh my I, god! I, I I I know you're right already, and I don't need to. I can, I saw, <laughs> it, the image popped in my head. They're on the red carpet. They're both wearing those stupid, those stupid circular sunglasses, and they have and the like hair.
1: and like nine scarves, and there's beads mm-hmm. that may be jewelry, but maybe woven into their hair. It's unclear.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a real thing. What does want a hit to color.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my favorite thing about the, I may have told you this before, I don't know. My favorite thing about the Steven Tyler looks like a lesbian aunt phenomenon is, um, shit, what was her name? The girl who was in Underworld.
0: Uh, Kate Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Yeah, something okay. like
1: that. So Kate Beckinsale is actually shockingly hilarious on social media. You should follow yes, her. Um, I do. She retweeted a picture of Steven Tyler and she said, I legit thought this was a picture of me.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> 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 oh like, girl. Oh,
1: you are my queen and I love you. You're so much prettier than Steven Tyler, though. Okay, so anyway, uh, that's that's all. Uh, we could talk about we could talk more about the film careers of professional wrestlers. Remember when Sting did a made for T V movie? Mm-hmm. I remember that.
0: What? Yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah,
1: no makeup. Just his face. Uh, which? How bad was it? His face? Not no, terrible. The, the, the... <laughs> we should talk about his face because it was Let's just talk
0: about Sting's face for a second. <laughs> oh my God. It's so straight. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, I don't know what that, meant, that means.
1: I don't know uh, either. Was the, t-
0: was the TV movie good or bad?
1: It was forgettable. It was seriously forgettable. I think he was a cop or a bounty hunter or some other you need to be muscular to do this kind of role in life. I don't know. Uh but I just remember he he wasn't he wasn't terrible. He wasn't, you know. But that's also the only thing he's done. So
0: Yeah, cuz you can't wrestle anymore. Thanks Seth Rollins. So
1: Do we hate Seth Rollins? I think we do.
0: We don't, I mean, we don't hate Seth Rollins, it's just that, uh, I guess it's a combination of Seth Rollins letting go too soon, and Sting not, uh, blocking or following the correct way, I don't know, I don't, I'm not a wrestler, so whatever, but, yeah, uh, Sting's last match was with Seth Rollins for the WWE title, and Sting got his neck fucked up. <sighs>
1: Okay, so like, what, are we trying to capture a mood of some kind for this episode? Because I feel like we are all over the fucking map. (laughs) Um, Uh,
0: Yeah, we're going to talk, we're going to, we're going to update where we're at, because uh, I think I mentioned this to you earlier, I have gone back and listened to some of our older episodes, and specifically the uh, episode after WrestleMania, in which we we predicted uh, we would be done with the quarantine by August. (laughs)
1: okay before before we dive into it uh we should probably intro the show
0: oh yeah let's intro the show because i was gonna Uh,
1: intro it like 20 minutes ago but then i got off on a whole rant about dave batista and here we are so that's a
0: that's a great i mean segue i mean or distraction i don't know both
1: (laughs) he's a distraction and he's a lovely distraction i need to go rewatch guardians of the galaxy and ignore every part that has chris pratt
0: in it hey
1: no he's done too i'm sorry
0: Wow, you're ca- you're canceling right and left, Heather.
1: Look, do you ho, oh, don't don't get me into Chris Pratt and his church ties and his support of anti-LGBT discriminatory churches and ha oh, ho. Oh. He got real Christian, and that's fine. Love your Jesus if you want to love your Jesus, but not at the expense of other people's humanity. So it makes it hard to enjoy parts with him. In Guardians of the Galaxy. I do like, though, that he is the reason that Thanos was able to succeed on the snap in the first place. So mm-hmm. that was Star-Lord's well, fault. He's an asshole.
0: Yeah. I uh, um, try not to know anything about people anymore. So really? Can,
1: it fucking yeah. ruins it, man.
0: It does. It does.
1: Like, I I have a hard time enjoying Firefly now that I know what I know about Adam Baldwin. Yeah. And that's just because uh, we know too much about about people. I know too much about his his social media activities and the fucking Gamergate shit that he that he fucking started. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Oh, I remember that Gamergate. Remember yeah. that? Uh, yeah. Uh, a couple years ago, I saw Serenity, and I thought, wow, this movie's still great. And so, naturally, I wanted to go back and watch Firefly, and you know what? I fucking hated it. I didn't like it at all. Oh, it no. Didn't age, it didn't age <laughs> for me at all. I don't know what why... What changed in my head? And it's not... I mean, I watched Buffy, and I still love Buffy. Well, the first four seasons.
1: <sighs> yeah. It's hard to go back on Whedon at all, just in general. Because, again, well, we know too much.
0: Well, actually, uh, there is news coming out that uh, the Whedon thing isn't as bad as people were saying. And Which Whedon uh, thing?
1: It- the the part where he got too would by his own wife? Or the part oh. where he's being... Oh, no, that one's real. he's Or the part where he's being bashed about everything that he did during the reshoots for Justice League.
0: Uh, the Justice League thing, but I didn't know about the wife thing. See, again, I don't yeah. try to learn stuff about people, because I don't yeah. want to be socially responsible.
1: <laughs> I don't want to have to responsibly consume media. That's so right. difficult.
0: I just want to be entertained. Just bread and
1: circuses me. I am willing to be distracted from the downfall of human society. Bread and circuses. Bread and circuses.
0: Plus, most of the time, I don't pay for shit anyway, so, you know, what what am I? What am I?
1: Right? You are the ideal consumer, except for the not paying for shit thing. Okay, 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 okay. We should intro the show.
0: Intro the show. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Let me get my Vince McMahon voice ready.
1: Your Vince mcmahon the... Oh, God. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Let me prepare emotionally for your Vince McMahon voice. <sighs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Ringside Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man talk about professional wrestling. I'm Stephanie. I'm the woman part of the show. I was a really big wrestling fan way back in the day. I checked out for a long time, and now my gay friend Chris is getting me caught up on what I missed. Chris?
0: Hi, I'm Chris, and... Welcome to <laughs> the Thunderdome.
1: Are you okay?
0: Yeah. Did you? Uh, hurt and I'm the yourself? wrestling fan.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Holy shit. Are we going to talk about the Thunderdome?
0: We're going to talk about a lot of shit today. Heather. The the fucking oh, Black girl.
1: Mirror phenomenon that is the Thunderdome.
0: I know it's fucking it hilarious, it? actually, and sad. <laughs> it's mostly sad, but uh, because I have a really bad sense of humor, it's also hilarious.
1: Call it bad, so much as hurtful. <laughs> Maybe you have you have a weaponized sense of humor. It's not bad.
0: I mean, I'm watching. I'm watch I forget what show I'm watching. They all, they all look the same to me now. Um, right. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a kid wearing a white sheet. What? <laughs> yeah, there's a kid wearing a white sheet. Uh, holding up Ku Klux Klan sign. There's a guy. Hold- uh, oh, like out. on Chris- the screen. Oh, yeah. Oh uh, shit. A guy wore a crisp mask. Uh, <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> on the other side, uh, a guy was wearing a fire velvety dream t shirt. You know? Nice, nice, mm-hmm. nice. All kinds of fun.
1: Yeah, like it's so it's so uncanny, just like the Thunderdome experience. Like, at least there's a crowd. At least there's sort of. something of sorts. But like it's so Ah, it really does seem like something out of an episode of Black Mirror. Like It is, yeah. Everybody's isolated in your homes and you can still watch these gladiatorial combats play out before you. Uh I just uh So what how does how does the Thunderdome work? Are people paying for the right to have their screen on the screen?
0: So that's the thing that pisses me off um <coughs> about this. Uh no it's free, but um and I've tried signing up several times so I can like see what the Uh, user end experiences of it right yeah but the way it supposedly works is you're watching the same shit that everybody else is watching which is bullshit and i'll you know i think that you know wwe has been already already doing this you can give fans a unique perspective literally on the camera shots maybe uh and uh yeah and and have your voice actually be heard over the audio Mm -hmm. neither are true (laughs) <laughs> you see the same shit You see the same shit that everybody else sees Except that there's a person like on the, I guess on the desktop app or something like that mm-hmm. That is telling you when to clap And when to boo
1: What? Really? Yeah Like you're being prompted like a sitcom audience Yeah <sighs> So the WWE is now able to curate Their crowd experience
0: Well as I mentioned earlier They're not curating it that well <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly,
1: <laughs> like, is there not, not, not somebody? Is there not somebody monitoring that? And like, oh, KKK kid, boot out of the Zoom meeting.
0: Uh, yeah, they do. But as you and I know, it's very hard to monitor people uh, ahead of time. You have to do it in the act, and unfortunately, yeah, you know, shit happens. <laughs> shit got on TV. So. Okay, Ugh,
1: pause one second. My kid's orthodontist is calling me. parenting in the time of the quarantine apocalypse parenting
0: yay so
1: we were talking about thunderdome before real life yeah. intruded
0: yeah it's it's a it's a train wreck uh, yeah. i'm not i like i like that it's in a bigger stadium i like that there's crazy crazy awesome lighting and that's mm-hmm. about it
1: yeah i mean I, i've only watched a little bit um and it really if the people on the screens are not getting a different viewing experience as far as like camera angles or anything like that, than we are at home, then I'm not sure what the point is. Um, I, I know you can't like mount a webcam on every screen there. So everybody's got like the perspective from their seat, but there's gotta be something. There's gotta be something to make it a more unique experience for the audience. Otherwise, why even bother? I don't, what, what do you think the point is of having done this Thunderdome thing?
0: Some, um, you know, it had to, so WWE is not the only entity doing something like this, right? There has to be some group of jackass marketing research people that are telling all these entertainment and sports companies, Hey, this is, this is what people want. Mm-hmm. And there's no fucking way. Like, uh, I think the NBA is doing it too. They have something similar. Oh my God, Heather. I was on the web, you know, the World Wide web. And oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. And I saw an article about the view and I saw a shot of the, the, the fucking Thunderdome, the same setup for the view on the left side of where half these half these women sit. <laughs> okay. Even the fucking even the fucking view is doing it. So A, this is not something that's special or unique. Mm-hmm. And B, who the fuck thinks that people want to see this? I don't. I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't it's, I don't like it's, wrestling fans. It's it's annoying enough seeing the crowd. I just like the noise. <laughs>
1: And they there is still a certain degree of noise, but I feel like it, it that can't all be coming from the screens. No. Like that's gotta be canned. It is. Yeah.
0: And it sounds stupid. Canned sound sounds stupid.
1: Yeah. Because it we can tell. We can tell if it's a genuine reaction or not. But I mm-hmm. mean it it's better than nothing. It's better than uh, what they were doing before, which is like having a handful of people from backstage hang out at ringside and yell the occasional thing. Like, at least there's something. At least with the screens there, they can pipe in the canned uh, reaction noise. Mm -hmm. And make it sound like there's... And make it sound a little more like it was back when humans were allowed to be uh, safely within contact of each other. Um, Yeah, But... I will say, I haven't watched a lot of Thunderdome. Mostly what I've watched has been anything involving um, my boyfriend Bray Wyatt and the steamy love triangle that is developing between him and Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. The Fiend isn't finished. Hots throw up again! Face first with another system. The Fiend! We have a new Universal
0: Champion! The Fiend! Bray Wyatt. Reigns... Over the WWE Universe. What a... Oh my God, what the hell? Who the hell? And he's beating the hell out of the Universal Champion!
1: <laughs> Roman Reigns was a spin oh. Roman! You ain't a monster unless I'm here! It's hot. There's some tension there. Am I wrong? I'm not wrong.
0: I mean, uh... I think Roman Reigns is uh, delicious, but uh, I'm not into <laughs> either Braun or uh, or Bray. But you, you know, don't
1: have to be into them. You just need to be in between them. And if you don't want to, that's fine. I'll, I will. I'll take that bullet. I will be the sandwich okay. in that meat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. You go, right ahead. you go right ahead, girl. It's all you.
1: I'm just, I'm really glad that we have a very small podcast. So there's no way that any of those men will hear me openly lusting after them.
0: Uh, so. For now, apparently, we actually have listeners now.
1: I don't understand what.
0: We have listeners now. We actually have people uh, subscribing to us.
1: Oh shit! Um, um, um. <laughs> I take it back. I take it all back. I respect them all for their minds. God, I mean, their career choices. No, we don't. No, we stellar. don't. Stellar, and no, they're fucking gorgeous. <laughs> I can't. They are. Ugh. All three of them. I just. Mm. Just, want to, just right in between there. It's very sweaty, but it would still be fun.
0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Steph and I are super H-word today, apparently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Quarantine is going great, Heather. I'm not sure what you're talking about.
0: I'm fine. I, 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 uh, uh, my left arm, uh, uh, <laughs> my wrist, my elbow, my shoulder, I have carpal tunnel. If you want to <laughs> uh, <you> get... <laughs> That's
1: what you get for being left-handed
0: oh girl i know right it sucks but whatever <laughs> it's perfect for orgies what mm-hmm.
1: that's true you 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 would be <laughs> i'm sorry what who said what huh? <laughs> we need to move away from this okay so wrestling <laughs> let's
0: talk about <laughs> speaking what? of orgies okay, wrestling, so let's talk about so wrestling. yeah speaking um, speaking of
1: orgiastic tendencies okay so going into this episode today you had asked me if i wanted to know the topic if you Mm -hmm. want if I wanted a heads up on the topic and I said no I said no surprise me bitch because what do I bring to the table for these recording sessions nothing nice so go surprise me well you bring you
0: bring charm you bring wit you bring uh (laughs) do I though
1: (laughs) or do I just do I just bring whatever this is right here I just I just talk I give you somebody to talk to about wrestling
0: yeah hey so uh that is true actually uh so uh real quick uh real quick uh Historical, contextual thingy that I want to kind of remind everybody that listens to this, this shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, Did
1: you just call our show This Shit?
0: The Shit, yeah. The Shit, uh, okay. How about that? Uh, I love wrestling. I do watch uh-huh. uh, New Japan. I do keep tra- track of AEW. Mm-hmm. I'm not into the high-flying bullshit. Uh, it annoys the fuck out of me.
1: Okay, like, like Rey Mysterio high-flying or more so than that?
0: More so than that. Rey Mysterio oh, okay. is the right balance of story with high-flying and believability. hmm Most of the time. <laughs> but we talked about, uh one of our episodes, uh, that we talked about, you know, we don't know what wrestling's going to be like uh, mm-hmm. a c- couple months from now.
1: Right, because it uh, continuously kind of evolves. Observe yeah, Thunderdome.
0: Yeah, so now we have the Thunderdome. Right. Uh, and we said... Uh, Probably, I said probably by August we'll understand uh, the direction that wrestling is going in, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Oh. So we're in September.
1: Oh, my sweet summer child.
0: So let's talk about that.
1: Okay. So what do we understand?
0: So out of WrestleMania, we identified uh, a couple key people as uh, being in the moment and recognizing the situation that they were in, and mm-hmm. not not doing things like playing to the crowd because there is no crowd mm-hmm. or realizing that you have to do things differently and i and i said i thought charlotte and ray ripley really mm-hmm. got it yeah and since then uh you know because charlotte's out uh just on break because you know she was on every single show for like two years uh right. non-stop yeah. and she needed a break and of course becky lynch is out mm-hmm. Uh because she's so... making beautiful
1: steampunk babies somewhere
0: <laughs> yes do you think they're uh, <laughs> going to be born with a gear Oh, God. <laughs> like, a,
1: a little gear in their hair. Little feathers. And a, and
0: a Bible, because Seth Rollins <laughs> is doing the whole Messiah thing. It's kind oh, of creepy. Oh, for fuck's
1: sake. No, 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 we're not... No, Seth Rollins is just a sperm donor in this situation. We don't Ooh. need to give him much more credit than that.
0: Ooh, damn. damn. I'm just okay.
1: saying, I don't like him, but I like her. And so my personal opinion drives some really toxic commentary.
0: I know. That's the <laughs> Monday Night Messiah that you're talking about, Heather. All right, so... Uh, but... But if you want to, if you want to look at like the past couple months of all the different storylines, uh, you know, I understand you think the Bray Wyatt, Braun, Roman Reigns triangles hot from a, sto- <laughs> a storyline perspective. <laughs> uh, other than maybe the introduction of Paul Heyman as Roman Reigns' manager, which I do mm-hmm. think is interesting, I think it's been complete shit so far.
1: Oh, see, I haven't really been watching.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I, I know. just
1: I found my one little moment, and then I wrote. Mentally wrote like yards and yards of fanfic
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, about them. After that, I actually haven't paid much attention to it, so all of my takes are hot, uninformed takes.
0: Yeah, okay. like I
1: said, I bring nothing. Go on. <laughs> so tell me about the story.
0: <laughs> well, in ter- <laughs> well, in terms of like the the story, it, it's um, you know, well, or, let me let me take a step back. I don't want to criticize. I, I don't want to criticize the wrestler's actual like wrestling work. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think a lot of these wrestlers have done, had some of the best matches in their careers, but the Mm -hmm. tragedy is it won't be remembered because there's no crowd and it's awkward as fuck.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, Drew McIntyre, what a, what a sad story that this is going to turn out to be at this point because, uh, he is WWE champion Mm -hmm. while WWE is having record low ratings and he beat Brock Lesnar fair and square. He should be like a big superstar right now. But there's no crowd, and we have no idea if he's doing well or not.
1: <sighs> Sigh, because it's really hard to judge how well, uh, how well received you are by the crowd when the crowd is a bunch of screens, and mm-hmm. and there's there's almost a like a, a self performative quality to those screens in the Thunderdome. Like people are on those screens so that they can see themselves being on screen on the screen. Uh, and so it's this sort of s- this self-feeding loop of weirdness uh, that is not about watching the show or being involved in the show or responding to the show it's about you know it's about being on that screen it's very strange
0: Yeah. And so there's no way so, to tell yeah and so in my, in my opinion I think the ones that have really uh, recognized the moment and have adapted best and have done some of their best shit ever has been uh, Sasha, ba- uh, Sasha Banks and Bayley All year. Cause gone,
1: gone, all out the way.
0: And here comes the SmackDown Women's Champion, or as she said on Monday Night Raw, Corey Bailey, don't no meaning two belts. Please welcome the new WWE. Sasha Banks And the Smackdown women's champion, Bayley. Oh yeah, those two? Oh yeah. Nice. Because they're not they're not playing to a they weren't ever, they were never playing to a crowd. They showed up, they were in character, they were doing what their characters would do, like they were on set for a movie or a TV mm-hmm. show and pretending to be in this like rain environment. You know, if they interact with anybody, they talk shit to the announcers and they talk shit to the few people that were actually there. But nice. then the way they wrestled, the way they presented themselves, the way they told mm-hmm. a story, it was completely different. It was v- much more like Charlotte and Rhea in WrestleMania, except mm-hmm. much more because it, w- it didn't just stop on TV. They did it on social media, like and and they did all these little subtle things that hinted at what was coming for their story. But you weren't quite sure when it was going to happen or when the trigger was going to be pulled, because you could tell as you know, it's wrestling mm-hmm. uh, you know, you have two powerful people, they're friends, best of friends, they mm-hmm. love each other. Of course they're going to be rivals at some point.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, that's how that works.
0: Yeah, which finally, finally recently happened. Uh, um, uh, Bailey betrayed Sasha Banks and... What? Sasha Banks is in the hospital storyline. <gasps> but... Oh my god, what? Oh my god. Sasha! Shut the hell up! Get out of here! Sasha Banks already potentially injured. Bailey's just snapped, seriously injured. Corey and, and, and Bailey now, and that's the bad leg. That's Sasha's injured leg against the steps. Oh my God! Bailey's to gonna- Sasha! Bailey is trying to ruin the boss. Mm
1: -hmm. Wait, hold on. Because that's not... They... Yeah, I would fully expect that to be Sasha betraying Bailey because that's what she do. Sasha Rashé. Yep. Nice. Okay. I wasn't even aware that was going on. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible participant in a wrestling podcast. (laughs) Like, every now and then I'll hop on the Twitter account and be like, that's hot! And then I walk away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, between between the last time... You know, we've had busy lives, so we weren't able to record this episode. Between the last time we talked, we've had five pay-per-views between AEW and WWE. That's
1: completely insane. Mm-hmm. That's so many. It has not been that long no, since the last time been, we recorded.
0: Yeah, it's only been barely uh, three and a half weeks, maybe. Right.
1: Yeah, it's been like a month, less than a month. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know. I'm still in that like, late 90s, early 2000s mindset where pay-per-view is once a month.
0: Yeah. Once no? a
1: month. And so five pay-per-views means five months, like that's yeah. this is insane. That's so much, but I guess they got to get their money somehow because it's not like they're getting it off the box office.
0: Yeah. So yeah, a, a quick a quick synopsis for you then: uh, Sasha mm. and Bailey not only were the women's tag team champions, but Bailey mm. was the SmackDown Women's Champion, and Sasha got the uh, Raw Women's Championship from Oscar. Mm. Uh, and they were like the most powerful. Like that's like. That is the most powerful wrestling entity ever. If the company is giving you not just the tag team belts, but both world right. championships in a single group, that's insane.
1: That's putting a lot of a lot of eggs in the basket of those two.
0: But they were pulling it off every fucking yeah. like it was the only thing that I could watch on Raw and or SmackDown because they were on everything or NXT. They were on fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only thing I could really stand watching because at least when while I'm watching them, I could get into uh, a moment of escapism, and right. I can. I am not having a reaction where, why is he doing that? There's no crowd there. You know, like, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that.
1: They're not pulling you out of the moment.
0: Yeah. So at SummerSlam, I think, yes, at SummerSlam, uh, Sasha and Bailey were going to defend their world championships against Asuka, which meant that Asuka was going to have to wrestle twice. Uh And, uh, you know, Sasha, uh, Bailey was able to retain with Sasha's help, of course. Mm -hmm. But then Asuka in the, in her match with Sasha turned things around and, uh, Sasha accidentally hits Bailey, and then Oscar uh, uh, taps her out. Mm. And interestingly enough, Bailey didn't help her.
1: Hmm. Ooh!
0: So then, the following weekend, another pay per view. Uh, they were uh, Sasha and Bailey were going to defend their tag team championships against uh, ri- uh, rivals themselves, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Mm. And uh, Nia and Shayna did not get along. Is this where uh, you actually, where you kept
1: sending me screenshots of Shayna Baszler's makeup?
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that.
1: Let's talk about that.
0: Uh, why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> why what? What why? why what specifically?
0: What is with the undead skin tone? The over like there is um there is Latina makeup I have seen where I get it. You do the black outline on the lips. You put it on thick on the eye, eye uh, eyebrows and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh Shayna's makeup was out of fucking control. I
1: I I can only assume that they're trying to go for a thing but they're not really fully committing to it. Like are they trying like if they're going to go full full dead woman, full undertakeress or whatever, then they need to go there like commit to giving her some fucking weird ass look because that's what you do when you've got when you've got a wrestler with a mean mug like Kane mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. Sting. Like, they wear makeup, they wear a mask. I'm not saying that Shayna needs to cover her face. She's lovely. However, if this is what they're doing with their makeup, they might as well just fully commit mm-hmm. to, to just going extreme with it. Because what they're doing right now is super unflattering. And it's not fair. Because, like, there there are things that could be done to, to glam her up if they wanted to glam her up. Or at least make her look human. But they that's not what even, they're doing
0: right now. She doesn't even have to wear like actual makeup; just you no. know, get uh, put on the appropriate skin tone color for TV, and the she same doesn't have the to same fucking
1: pancake that every dude on that show wears because they know they're getting in front of HD cameras.
0: Yeah,
1: like she doesn't that's need fine. to go to go raccoon eyes on that. But like, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Her makeup is unfortunate. They are doing her no favors.
0: Yeah, and uh. I mean, I've seen that kind of make up at Hot Topic.
1: (laughs) Do not come for Hot Topic, Heather. I will not stand for it.
0: Hey, hey, now, I bought a lot of t-shirts at Hot Topic. Me and Hot
1: Topic go way the fuck back. Is Hot Topic still in business? I don't... know. (laughs) (laughs) I will, if it's dead, I will defend its corpse. I, little, my inner gothling... a a teen me with her eyeliner and her big stompy boots uh fucking loves hot topic and so i will stand by them unless they turn out to be racist in which case we're done we're canceled but so far so good i think (laughs) shit do i I need to google it
0: (laughs) i I don't want to responsibly
1: consume i don't just entertain me god i i
0: I have a rule (laughs) I, i i never want to meet the celebrities i like i never want to know anything about them
1: You say Uh, that, but you were in a Zoom meeting with Eric Bischoff just the other day, so don't even start with me.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. I have made my 83-weeks debut. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be, apparently, uh, so, uh, uh, for those of y'all that do not know, uh, and if you're a fan of any of the Conrad Thompson uh, podcasts, they do a really great thing on Patreon where they have really specialized content, and also, if you pay at a certain level, you get invited to, like, Zoom sessions with, like, fucking Eric Bischoff. Mm -hmm. which was so cool he complimented me on my mustache which was nice
1: (laughs) i still can't believe you have a mustache
0: (laughs) i actually am you know everyone's like damn awesome yeah yeah and doing the handle trying to do the full-blown porn stash handlebar. yes
1: girl if you're gonna do it do it like go big or shave
0: my hope is yeah my hope is is that i'll i'll uh with sunglasses and a hat on i'll serve some lenny from motorhead realness you know? yes
1: yes okay 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 but anyway, anyway you were in a let's stop talking about your facial hair and start talking about how much eric bischoff now loves me personally because you talked to him
0: yes because uh, <laughs> no he was amazing he but does not he doesn't broke, know i exist <laughs> he, he he broke some really tragic news uh oh. to me uh so he complimented me in my mustache and he was like well too bad about the top of your head you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i'm bald people i i have no i have no hair on top of my head anymore none at all Uh, and so he announced to the world uh the man that had the best hair in wrestling the fucking
1: best hair
0: yeah that he is in fact going bald oh yeah
1: oh and this was you didn't tell me this until after i told you to tell him that i have loved him since his bottle black hair days uh and then you're like no 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 he's going bald like oh
0: tragic yeah Yeah, because i i didn't want to pipe i didn't want to pipe in with oh we thought you had the best hair ever and eric's like yeah well fuck you know you know (laughs) he didn't seem that he didn't didn't really seem that concerned about it because he's like i've had a good run with my hair (laughs) you know he's
1: um, he's always had fucking amazing hair
0: yeah and then i asked him the question i asked him was uh did it have did lex luger have to be the wrestler to uh show up on night on the first episode of nitro and the answer (laughs) was yes okay so there you go. And if you there want you to go. learn more, you can sign up for uh, AdFree.com Ad uh, or on Patreon, whatever it's called, and uh, listen to it yourself. There you go. I am now an, uh, on an episode of 83 Weeks, so boom. <laughs>
1: nice. And you did not tell him about our show because he doesn't need to come over here and find out that we talk about him every single episode. That's
0: Well, that, and I wasn't sure for terms of service purposes if we were allowed to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Also, okay, good, good, good. You know, also, yeah, I would be really scared if somebody like an Eric Bischoff listened to our podcast. I'd be so scared. Like, because, oh well, God. you
1: would know the moment that they did because of all of the lawsuits you would be served with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my the gosh. shit I
1: have, y'all, the shit I have had to cut out while I edit this show, the things, the lawsuits and uh, and actions that I have saved Christopher from by editing them out of the show, I just want you to know. I am his hero, and he does not even thank me for that.
0: Uh, Unappreciated
1: over here. Unappreciated. I'm going to leave it uh, in next time.
0: <laughs> yeah, for for uh, for the record, um, Stephanie is attempting to uh, suggest that she is the innocent one in this uh, relationship. <laughs> and alas, that is incorrect.
1: Well, the final product of the episode shows that I am. So...
0: It shows you that you can't you're smart. argue with that, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I and I and I will concede you are much smarter than me, much smarter.
1: <laughs> okay, so wrestling. Anyway, we we've, we've tangented around, and so we're coming back to what what are we even talking? What we're talking we're about? We're talking
0: about Sasha and Bailey, and how they were the only awesome thing that's been happening in wrestling.
1: Okay, okay. And so basically, um, we're seeing that our prediction, uh, specifically your prediction, uh, back around WrestleMania time that the people that can evolve with the format are the ones who are still going to be worth watching has come true
0: and it has come true and unfortunately everything else seems to be doing horrible even though like there are things happening that i don't understand why people are celebrating like for example (coughs) um, nxt got moved to tuesdays and it seems like it's going to be permanent i'm not sure so they're no longer having a wednesday night war with aew okay and people are celebrating the fact this week that AEW got a million uh, viewers in an <clears> era <throat> where more people are watching TV than ever.
1: So is a million low? Same, it seems low.
0: No, it's hot. To them, they were like, oh my God, this oh, is okay. like high. And I'm like, no, it's not.
1: It's yeah, not. I'm a, in the grand scheme of TV, that doesn't seem doesn't seem like a lot.
0: Yeah, because, you know, I now look, I understand that when Nitro and Raw was on uh, back in the late 90s, that it was a very different time. People had a lot less options. It was a lot easier to capture people's attention. But the fact is, you know, we still have some shows like, you know, a couple years ago, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That had drew- drawn some of the biggest audiences in history. Mm-hmm. And wrestling has been that product before. Right. I mean, wrestling had a dedicated three and a half million audience for WWE. Mm-hmm. WWE is, ha- is struggling to crack a million viewers on all their Good. shows.
1: Do you remember Do you remember back during the Monday Night Wars era, where it was WCW versus WWF slash WWE mm-hmm. uh, at the time, when they would do shit like, and I think it was Eric Bischoff who would do it, uh, who would do shit like spoil stuff that was happening oh, yeah. on, on WWF on WCW
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, with the intention of stealing the audience, but half the time it worked to just bump people over to the other show to watch the match that he just spoiled
0: mm-hmm Yeah, and and look, AEW, uh, AEW is trying to do shit like that. Like they do the stupid skits where they make fun of Vince McMahon and they criticize <laughs> WWE. But it's like these are all fucking like the people that people, the people specifically that are doing that are former WWE wrestlers. Hmm. They are bitching about the fact that they got put on this big ass platform and they didn't get over with the crowd, and they fucking didn't. Brody mm-hmm. Lee did not get over with the crowd. I don't even uh, know who that is. De- uh, Uh, I know, uh, he was one of the Wyatt family people, the tall one with the long, long black, uh, beard.
1: Okay. Well, the, the ones who should have come out of that did. And, and they're my boyfriend now. So
0: (laughs) yeah, but, uh, Brody Lee, uh, Mr. John Moxley, AKA Dean Ambrose. Like he, I was never into Dean Ambrose. Uh, Mm -hmm. I thought his wrestling style was boring as shit. And his promos were boring. And now that he's unscripted on AEW, I struggle to stay awake. (laughs) Uh, He's trying to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. No one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. There is
1: one. One. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Did you? Oh, okay. Do you remember uh, that show that Ashton Kutcher had there for a while there, punked. Yes. Okay. Did you ever see the episode where he tried to punk Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yes oh my god it was so good because that that escalated quickly
0: it did you do not because you do not rib stone cold
1: well because the way that he did it was he had like the basically like a big staged fiasco where a working man a chauffeur a guy who's just there to like park cars and stuff at an establishment that that steve austin went to just got bitched out by his boss and straight up fired over bullshit right in front of steve austin and Steve Austin is a champion of the working man. And so it turns out in real life he doesn't stand for that shit, right? And so he mm. gets up and he's like and somebody that manager, that actor playing a manager that day was near death. Because Steve Austin had an opinion about that and he intervened and he stood up for this kid. <laughs> he's an ass <laughs> you mean the guy, you know? I think you're a ass. Why am I an ass? <laughs> I you jumped to a conclusion, didn't you? Did the man take the phone. Just like I told you, I told you settle down and see what happens, right? And I want to told you? Yeah, he I thought he took it. So You're a stupid son of a bitch. I'm a stupid son of a bitch? Why am I a stupid son of a bitch? you look yourself in the mirror every day, don't you? Yeah, I look at don't myself. You see a stupid son of a bitch? I don't see a stupid son of a bitch when I look I at do. myself in the mirror. I'm looking at you
0: right now. I see a stupid son of a bitch. Still stone cold, you just got punked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate you stuff, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And that
1: was the moment I really fell in love with Steve Austin.
0: He, uh, uh, so he lives in Marina del Rey, which is about forty-five to an hour away from me. And he goes to this brewery. Go to his house and and tell him I
1: love him. It won't be weird.
0: Oh right, I know. And he goes to this. He used to go, you know, when things were open. He used to go to this brewery all the time, and uh, Mm -hmm. there were always social media videos of him just walking into this place, buying everybody a beer. Mm -hmm. And there was another great, great story where somebody showed up to this brewery while Stone Cold is just sitting right there drinking a beer like he like he always does. Like he do. And this customer walks up to the to the person was just like completely rude to them. And Stone Mm -hmm. Cold turned around and is like, you're going to fix that. You're going to change your attitude right now, son. (laughs) 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 And it's like, yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Uh
1: huh. Whatever you say, because uh, he's he's a physically imposing man and also a forceful personality
0: yeah so yeah so anyway so for the most part wwe is failing to recognize the moment and it's not just with the wrestling itself it's also with the covid shit like uh for example aj styles was had covid
1: was this is this this is the guy with the hair
0: yeah the guy that fought the undertaker yeah uh, wrestlemania Mm -hmm.
1: he he's tested positive for covid
0: yeah a month ago he said he tested positive for covid
1: and he was still on the show after that
0: uh, he was um, so. It was intri- uh, so around this time, people were saying, "Oh, Jeff Hardy and him are going to have a match at SummerSlam," and then they suddenly dropped it for no reason. Mm-hmm. And suddenly he wasn't on TV. That's why. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But my point to that is one: WWE didn't even mention it, and still hasn't even acknowledged it officially, huh. even though AJ said on Twitch that he has been, he had COVID. Yes, and then AJ Styles fucking said, "No big deal." So let me let me enlighten you guys as well. I uh, also uh, tested positive a couple weeks ago, um, probably almost a month I think ago. and um it's i I feel for people who uh, who have to deal with this and then but i I, I gotta I gotta say I, I didn't have many problems with it, so but yeah
1: no no, no no. Yeah. Why is there not, like, some damage control on the part of the WWE going, actually, COVID's a really big deal? That's how you can you can tell, because his match got canceled. So we're taking this very seriously. We take the safety of our performers very seriously. Like, why, why is that not happening?
0: I don't know. And, uh, uh... and, at, the, and at the exact same time, this is right around the time when The Rock came out and said he is COVID. Right. And look He's, how he His whole it. fucking family. Yeah, and look how he handled it.
1: My wife, Lauren, as well as my two baby girls and myself, we have all tested positive for COVID-19. And I could tell you that this has been one of the most challenging and difficult things we have ever had to endure as a family. But I am happy
0: to tell you guys that we as a family are good. He reminded people to please be safe, wear Mm -hmm. masks, be Mm -hmm. responsible. AJ Styles, oh, it's no big deal. God. What, damn what it, kind of sir. fucking message does that send?
1: That sends exactly the wrong one. But luckily, there's gotta be bajillions more people listening to The Rock than listening to AJ Styles' hair. So
0: <sighs> And so and that's been my problem with the past couple months of watching wrestling is I'm seeing both AEW and WWE failing to live in the moment and recognizing where we're at. WWE just did more releases to people that have been with the company for decades. Mm-hmm. With knowledge that, like you can't, you can't, t- you can't learn that in school. You can't. Right. You experience trumps everything. And one of them, by the way, Bray Wyatt's dad, Mike Rotunda, mm-hmm. uh, got got let go because he was a he was a wrestling agent. Huh. He can't get a job anywhere else except maybe AEW. But AEW is hiring former WWE people right and left. They're gonna have to stop at some point.
1: Right. I mean, there's there's only so much that you can scavenge off of the corpse.
0: Yeah. And then, as, and so the really infuriating thing, so I'm going to show you something, Steph. You're going to uh, show me so something? while WWE continues to fail in telling an effective story and also being socially responsible, AEW uh, is, I'm going to put it in Zoom chat.
1: Oh my God. Oh, you got to complicate my computer life.
0: Uh, AEW is still uh, letting uh, the wrestlers take uh, high risks that would require a hospital visit. okay i'm watching a thing okay
1: all right so first take uh i've got two people wrestling on top of a Mm
0: -hmm. that's
1: not a forklift what is that Mm -hmm. it's like a little crane thing okay Mm -hmm. okay i'm pressing play 10 second video here we go
0: oh my god oh god oh god God. what
1: the side effect on that no oh Oh. Oh. what the fuck
0: Mm mm-hmm Please notice how Matt Hardy does not land on the table at all.
1: Is that Woken Matt Hardy?
0: Uh, whatever Matt Hardy is. Jesus! Oh, he
1: hit the floor. He hit the floor.
0: Yeah. The back of uh, his
1: fucking head hit the floor. You can't tell Mick me that Foley, Mick
0: Foley said, dude, that was dangerous. Mick fucking Foley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the man with the th- with the shoulder full of thumbtacks that he got from 40 feet in the air, that guy said it was dangerous. That was fucking dangerous. He didn't hit the tables right. They were too close.
0: No, they were too close. And there were two tables <sighs> set up there. So AEW is letting their guys do stupid shit like this, which would require them to go to the hospital in the era of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh and also, uh, let me uh let me express my complete and utter contempt and disdain for Chris Fucking Jericho.
1: What? No, but we love him. What did he do?
0: Uh fuck him. Uh so Aww, num- uh Strike One was letting Donald Trump Jr. on his fucking podcast. That ew. was ew. gross. ew. Now, in fairness, Chris Jericho did get some good shots in on him, and it was really funny. But but you still
1: gave you, him a platform. You gave him a voice that so he didn't fucking need.
0: Strike two was letting wrestlers do insane fucking spots in his wrestling matches, again, in the era of COVID. I get that wrestling's dangerous, and sometimes it's unavoidable. But it's avoidable if you're doing shit like, I don't know, uh, dropping people off a five-story forklift so that you, and then missing a fucking table, you know? Jesus. Uh, Wait, but then, so, so Chris Jericho
1: is in charge of this? I don't understand.
0: Uh, no, it's just, I mean, I'm just bitching about AEW. I was conflating. Okay, carry see. on. Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho has done some dangerous spots, or mm-hmm. there have been dangerous spots in his matches as well, that were totally unnecessary, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But for, for me, strike three was Sturgis.
1: Chris Jericho was at Sturgis?
0: Fozzie, his band, played at Sturgis.
1: What the fuck? Man, okay, that event... It has been shown in, in a totally unsurprising conclusions after the fact to be the largest super spreader event in the country. Like yeah. last count I saw was like 200,000 new cases yeah. of COVID can be traced back to the Sturgis rally mm-hmm. because, you know, you, you go there, you go home and you infect everybody around you. And then nobody, fucking nobody at that event was wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Chris Jericho. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, Chris Jericho's a murderer and that's it. Uh I love, you yeah, know heard You heard it go- here first kids. Uh you can uh, uh you can uh, people are like well, just google google the show Chris. Uh it's not that bad, blah blah blah. I have googled every single photo I possibly can of the show uh, cuz I cuz as a former Chris Jericho fan, uh I desperately was looking for a, a loophole of to mm-hmm. get out of my feelings about this situation. And I've seen every single photo. Uh yeah, there was some social distancing. They were like Groups of 40 people without a mask, like separating themselves in big-ass clusters until the very end when they moshed together. Oh, but Fozzie Great. had, Fozzie had pexiglass and shit in front of them. They were protected.
1: It's just so fucking irresponsible. And, to, and, and it's just throwing your, your support publicly behind something that is inherently, like, known. Science shows us how fucking dangerous this is. And he was involved he was a perpetrator of it how many people got infected at his concert how many yeah. people got infected because they went to go watch fozzy play
0: yeah jesus I christ like, chris Jericho. I, like, I like fozzy i like you've fozzy.
1: told me multiple times that you like the band and i'm like meh because i kind of felt like i've never listened to it but i kind of felt like uh chris jericho's band would be a lot like that one time that uh bruce willis thought he was going to be a musician. Do you remember that? This is back in mm-hmm. like the, the 80s, and he was Bruno. That was his musician persona. He was Bruno. He had a whole album. Yeah, no, he sang Under the Boardwalk like everybody else in the late 80s, early 90s. Hey, Bruno. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hanging out down here with
0: us under the boardwalk.
1: Yeah,
0: man, I got my baby down. down.
1: When the sun beats down and melts the tar up on the roof. The streets get so hot, we shall tire
0: feet will fireproof. Under the boat and oh, my yeah. all I like do with my baby is where I be
1: Yeah, and so it was really lame and like like contact embarrassing. Like where you get embarrassed because somebody you're standing next to should be embarrassed, but they're not. So you have to get embarrassed for them. Maybe that's just a me thing. But I was always kind of embarrassed for Bruce Willis. And I didn't feel like being embarrassed for Chris Jericho. So I never looked into his band. Uh, but I feel like it's the same phenomenon.
0: Uh, I mean, I, could, I can see where you're coming from. But I actually, I mean, the, the music is solid rock music. It's it's nothing innovative or different or special. But it's just good. It's fun. It's It's white, great boy, to...
1: it's white boy rock.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, I mean, okay. I I have several Fozzy. I, I had several Fozzy songs on my, but it doesn't matter because he fucking murdered people, and You're, I just yeah. I just don't understand. I in general, like Steph and I were talking before the show that like that in my personal life I'm having this issue with friends right now, mm-hmm. but for wrestling in particular, I don't understand WWE, AEW, and why they don't recognize the moment. They're fucking failing miserably. They're risking people's lives and I'm starting to feel very uncomfortable watching this shit. Because Maybe. I know... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> we have interrupted each other and now we're being
0: more polite uh, than uh, we uh, usually or, or, or,
1: are. Or, or, or. I mean, no, need, <laughs> no me, no I. I mean, I'm going to go. Maybe we are like The View now. just just 20 minutes of "Ah, uh, Ah, uh, ah, ah, ah." (laughs) scratch a little peck a little scratch a little peck a little no
0: all
1: right music man reference anybody anybody no all right i i i
0: I, I, you and i are the only ones gonna get it it. (laughs) 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 no one else
1: okay so but getting back to my point maybe they do recognize the moment but the moment that they recognize is that a large demographic of wrestling fans are uh like the venn diagram of wrestling fans and um conservatives trump supporters shall we say is damn near a circle uh and so like they're recognizing that overlap and so they uh, maybe they have decided to throw in their bet that if they show any kind of acknowledgement that there is uh some great danger out there. If they really come out and use their platform in support of people being sensible of do- going like the rock and coming out and saying, you know, wear your fucking mask, uh, and that the disease is serious and stuff like that, that they'll lose what few viewers they still have. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're just not watching the same moment you are.
0: Well, here's, what's going to happen next. Cause, uh, oh. <laughs> because so- thus far our predictions have been correct. Uh, here's what's going to happen next. Uh, WWE is going to continue to have shitty ass ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when the hammer drops on our economy in 2021, uh, Disney, who, who now owns Fox, FYI, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, will probably, uh, drop, uh, SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I suspect, uh, USA may key Pro. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, at some point a wrestler or someone of note is going to die from COVID and that's going right. to be it. Mm-hmm. And that's inevitable now. I mean, AJ Styles has already had COVID, so we know that a lot of WWE employees have probably had COVID.
1: We know that it's in the building. Yeah. Like, it, there's there's no... It's there. And, you know, I'm concerned for people like Roman Reigns, who initially stepped away because of his immunocompromised state being a leukemia survivor.
0: Yeah. And I have a, I have a horrible feeling that he was probably told, hey, you need to show up to work or we're going to fire you.
1: I, I hope that's not the case.
0: I... I honestly believe that that uh, just based on everyone everyone else's actions in the situation, right? Mm-hmm. I I can't. There is no other logical conclusion right now, honestly. Right. And with AEW, I think it's the same situation. There's gonna because you have all these fucking wrestlers who they you know they have no personality. Their mm-hmm. gimmick is entertaining, but look, I don't watch wrestling for entertaining gimmicks. I watch it for the action and the storytelling from that action. Mm-hmm. And in order for me to enjoy that. It has to be somewhat believable.
1: Right. Like it's a full, if I want a soap opera, I'll watch a fucking soap opera. I'm watching wrestling when I do. Admittedly, I don't watch it a lot, but when I do watch wrestling, I'm watching because I want a full contact, skilled, athletic soap opera.
0: Yeah, exactly. There are way better uh, television shows and movies that entertain me far better than a wrestler wrestler doing a comedy skit or backflipping a million times. So, there's a—I've uh, tried I've tried getting uh, uh, my partner to watch wrestling a lot, mm-hmm. and sometimes he's enjoyed some stuff, but the thing that is pissing both of us off, and he pointed it out first, never since he pointed it out, it's kind of pissed me off too, there's a spot that wrestlers do where one of them goes to the top turnbuckle, mm-hmm. they take forever getting up there, mm-hmm. and then the other wrestler somehow gets up and goes up to the top turnbuckle with them, and you think something awesome is going to happen— but then they just both punch each other for like five minutes and then slowly they both get down from the top turnbuckle without doing anything. Why? That I don't know. doesn't make know, any sense.
1: But like, I'm not sure you can criticize that with the same mouth that you just used to criticize them for taking
0: risks. I I understand that. My point is don't do the top turnbuckle at all. Don't, <laughs> just don't do it at all. Okay. Just don't do it at all. Don't, don't even jump off. Don't even get on top.
1: So you're saying don't get up there and chicken out. Like do good stuff from lower because that's what it always looks like. They yeah. both got up there and they were like, "Whoa, this is kind of high." Um, smacky, 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 slap fight, like, and then they get down.
0: Yeah, well, uh sometimes there's a superplex. Sometimes you know, and um, I'm not, I, I don't love it when wrestlers do that. But if it's to, to tell a story, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite wrestlers are, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers is Shawn Michaels. He's a high flyer, mm-hmm. but when he mm-hmm. did it, it was for a reason. It was a, it was a storytelling moment. It was a. Act it was punctuation, yeah. Yeah, it was a punctuation mark. Um, in AW, especially AW and NXT, wrestlers will fucking come out of the come out of the entryway, back flipping and front flipping, and there will be <laughs> you know sweet chin music, side super kicks like five hundred times, and you know I don't get it.
1: I don't know. I've, maybe they this is an escalation. Maybe they feel like they have to because if you go back and watch old wrestling, like when for last episode when I was uh, digging up hulk hogan stuff i really fell down a tumbler uh tumbler i tumbled down a rabbit hole of of hogan videos of him wrestling of his of his promos and stuff like that and like old school is old school uh it that wrestling was not fucking fancy
0: no it was it was
1: it was uh i believe jr would call it all a slobber knocker yeah, like that was they—they they were out there like doing big showy like chops to the chest and and every now and then, oh, but only for dramatic effect. Like when it was when it was part of the melodrama, you would see Hogan demonstrate just how fucking strong he was by lifting grown ass gigantic men up over his head and slamming them down. Like, but that wasn't just standard. That wasn't the opening move. You can't start there. You got to build to there and you from what it sounds like you're describing they're starting there. And yeah, they got nowhere to build too.
0: And that, and that's that's the problem like um uh these guys a lot of these people are over relying on their moveset to get them over and I understand with the hardcore wrestling audience that actually works. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that your average person like my partner will look at a guy like Adam Cole for example mm-hmm. who who did like twelve super kicks in a row to Finn Balor Jesus. last last week, and uh, he's looking at me and he's like, "This is fucking stupid. What? How? How do you get into this? I don't understand." And it's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they didn't do this kind of shit when I was watching wrestling." Mm-hmm. And I know, like, I know I sound like a like crabby ass old timer like Jim Cornette, but come on, man! Like, UFC is popular. Boxing is still popular outside of the U.S. And people now know. The difference, uh, like, I get that, like, a UFC match may not be super flashy, but mm-hmm. you can see welts on people's faces. Uh, you can see, like, people's facial expressions of pain. You don't mm-hmm. get that shit in wrestling right now. Not mm-hmm. not across the board. And that's the frustrating part. Uh, so because wrestlers are over-relying on their movesets, they're doing more dangerous shit. And they're going to get hurt. And mm-hmm. they're going to have to go to the hospital where there's COVID. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going to happen to wrestling, just like what's happening, just like what's happening in college football now. Uh, and it's going to happen probably, unfortunately, to uh, the NBA and well, not the NBA, they're almost done, but um, uh, baseball, um, it's, it's, it's all gonna, it's all going to come to a head and it's going to be very sad. And I don't think history is going to be kind to people that uh, do shit like layoff employees during an epic quarantine where nobody can possibly get in their job under these conditions mm-hmm. anyway. That's, right. fuck, that's fucking shitty to, for Vince McMahon to do that.
1: Yeah, but uh, what what we're seeing here is that the priority is not... Like, they have said for so long, you know, the the WWE family, and we're like a family, and blah, blah, blah. Well, clearly not. Uh, clearly, the priority here is your bottom line. Yeah. Uh, and not the safety and security and well-being of your employees. And, yeah. like, we're really seeing that. And you're starting to see which corporations are corporations and which corporations might actually be run by human beings and you know not there's a surprising lack surprising oh i wish it was surprising there's a lack of humanity in in a lot of this and and you know sorry turns out the wwe is run by millionaires who want to stay millionaires Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and you know so I'm yeah, so in conclusion, I'm having a difficult time watching wrestling, and the only reason why I'm even bothering right now is A, this podcast, and B Sasha Banks and Bailey. <laughs> can Sasha Banks and Bailey fix wrestling? Can they or, or at least fix I think, wrestling for me?
1: I think if anybody can fix wrestling, it's Sasha Banks' ass.
0: Oh my god, yes.
1: Sasha Sasha Banks ass can fix <laughs> wrestling. And- Were you gonna
0: say sausage banks? I tried not to
1: shut up. <laughs>
0: that, that's, her, that's her manager. I'm Sausage Banks, bitch. <laughs> Sausage
1: Banks. God damn it. You're a terrible person and you make me worse. Um, no, I think uh, Sa- Sasha Banks and her ass first uh, should run for president of the wrestling.
0: Hopefully Charlotte will come back soon because goddamn. <laughs>
1: but girl, have you seen Rhea Ripley? What she's doing right now?
0: Uh, actually, I do want uh, to recommend Can we talk about,
1: can we talk about just the, I, I mostly see her on social media, where she like, she she posts like gym photos. And I know. Look, I, know. I am, I am a lifelong heterosexual, but Rhea Ripley is on my hall pass list.
0: Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah,
1: goddamn, goddamn, goddamn. Just yeah, love she... her.
0: Okay. So that's another example though. Her and Mercedes Martinez, uh, who's an old school uh, female wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, on the on from TNA and on the N D scene, uh, they had a fucking fantastic uh, steel cage match. Mm-hmm. But again, in the a- era of COVID, uh, you don't want to have. Uh, let me let me read the actual quote. Oh, uh, multiple contusions. Both oh. were required to go to the hospital. And Chris will add <sighs> in the era of COVID. Like, In the era of COVID. That's what I'm saying. That That is, that, that, like, we know Rhea Ripley's awesome, hello, that she stole the show with uh, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mer- I, I, Mercedes Martinez probably needed a bigger platform, yeah, blah, 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 and good for her, but not now, just not now.
1: And yet, like, the, all of these performers are adults, and they're assessing these risks, and they're making these decisions. And they're trusting our healthcare professionals to hopefully not allow them to become infected with the COVID that resides in parts of the hospitals that they're being sent to, and like, I they they're judging it the risk to be worth it. Um, I'm not sure I would make I would definitely not make that same call.
0: You know, um, I would be okay with that that assessment, except for the fact that you can't control uh, who you give the virus to, and that's and that's that's like that's like the bigger issue and all this is like it's one thing if you get coronavirus you're like okay well i'm gonna like just choose not to give it to anybody else fine risk your Mm -hmm. life as much as you want you can't you can't protect other people then right if you have covid and you're gonna kill people Ugh.
1: i mean what do we think that there is any way that the wwe can salvage this
0: i mean of course um
1: like, can we see, is there a ray of sunshine? Is there a light on the horizon? Do we have a way to get out of this and return wrestling to its former glory?
0: I, I well, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that right now. Um, you know, for me, like, I'm keeping stock of the people and the companies and, you know, et cetera, of people that met this moment, this uh, crisis that we're in and people who didn't. And right now, like, even if WWE were to, like, fix their PR and uh, uh, establish more safety guidelines, maybe reduce your taping schedule even more than they already have, um, you know, that doesn't change the fact that months prior, you know, wrestlers have gotten infected, uh, other wrestlers are wrestling to, in such a way that guarantees a hospital stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and stuff. And then, and then letting go of people like letting go of people in this crisis. I, that's the part I don't understand. Um, I understand that, you know, WD is a WD in particular is a publicly traded company and they were trying to do some stuff to like mitigate the losses that they would get from stocks by saying, Hey, we're cutting our operational costs. Mm-hmm. But this isn't, this isn't a recession. This is a crisis. This is a public health crisis. Um, the economic crisis will be coming. What the, the what we're experiencing right now is nothing that's going to come from that. I I will assure you. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know what the fuck. I I just I don't know what they can do at this point. Like Chris Jericho cannot undo what he did. Ever. Right. He's that that like that is that's it for me. He
1: he personally presided over countless infections by holding a concert at Sturgis, yeah. and I suppose the argument could be made that those concerts would have happened whether he was the performer or not. Uh, but he was. Yeah. And like, he was there. And yeah, they were all going to be at that event and they were all going to be like, breathing each other's lung droplets in because ain't nobody wearing a mask at this thing. Um, and so he's not personally responsible for Sturgis existing, but he sure did contribute.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and again, i like to reinforce this for my audience. I don't mind people taking risks as long as it's, the risk is isolated to them. As right. long as, as long as, like, if I want to go bungee jumping, uh, if the if the rope breaks, oh well, I'm dead, and the only thing I'm probably going to hurt is the flower bed or whatever I'm going to, whatever ground I hit, you know. that's But it. if you
1: decided to go bungee jumping, say over a preschool playground, right, and then the
0: well, rope breaks, while, while <laughs> sticks of lit dynamite are in my hand, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's different.
1: Oh, Heather, I would pay. I would pay money. <laughs> to uh, see.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> 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 like Chris like evil. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Derek was so evil. Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if we dynamited a, a playground of kids?
1: <laughs> uh, but damn. it's it's only funny, but of co- because of course we would never. I, you couldn't. I could not be paid enough to go bungee jumping. There's not a paycheck in the world delivered to me by a scantily clad Dwayne The Rock Johnson that could convince me to go bungee jumping. It just wouldn't. Sorry. That's the hill I'm dying on. It's not going to happen. So that's why it's funny. We're not going bungee jumping. Wait, are you going bungee jumping? Have you been bungee jumping? I've
0: been bungee jumping. I've done that before.
1: That's it. Friendship over.
0: What? 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 I was like
1: twenty-five. Oh, oh, okay. Well, there you go. I won't do it now. Y'all, fuck
0: that. Y- might my, break my hip doing that. Oh, uh, bungee right? jumping is painful.
1: No, but the stupid shit that you do at twenty-five. I mean, that's why I, I won't bang anybody under the age of thirty because twenty-five-year-olds, man, fuck. No. I
0: won't bang anybody under the age of thirty. Good no,
1: Lord. grown-ass men only. Period. Yeah. Like think, must uh, be must be this age to ride this ride.
0: Must be at least this tall to ride. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. No, 25 year olds get up to some shit. The shit that I was doing at 25, 40-year-old me is well aware that I should not have survived.
0: <laughs> oh, I uh yeah. 18 year old me would not recognize this person, and yeah. I would hate 18 year old me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's because of the mustache you're disguised.
0: Well, also I'm less of an asshole, more open minded. Uh I still have mental health issues, but I'm actually seeing doctors and stuff about that and dealing with it as opposed Wait, to what? Know, just ignoring it I know. or
1: or turning it into your personality like I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I did that too, yeah. So Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's fun times <laughs>
0: fun times, everybody. This whole
1: like what am I supposed to call this episode? What uh, what do we title this episode? Can
0: Sasha Banks save wrestling? <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about. We call talked it. about
1: Sasha for like 5 minutes. The rest of it was lusting after people and, uh-huh. uh, and, and occasionally and mainly talking about how much we hate Chris Jericho now. Like, I don't, I don't even know what to call this. Like, the dire predictions have come true. The chickens are coming home to roost. We speaketh the truth. We are the Cassandra of wrestling.
0: We are the Cassandra of wrestling.
1: Nobody listens.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: That's true. That's true. That's Except true.
0: for our all of our wonderful listeners, especially all of y'all in India and Ireland. I don't know what that's about, but um, I don't. Man. I don't
1: understand this at all. I'm so happy and so I'm deeply in love with every last one of both of them. I don't. I here's the thing. I don't have any kind of it's eyeballs awesome. on the metrics for this for this podcast. So I will just take your word for it that people actually listen, and that's amazing. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I I love them all.
0: Yeah, but that's all I had to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Just a little just, morsel of information. Just
1: the end of, of wrestling as we know it. I mean, this is, yeah, this is mean... the downfall of, of... Who knew? Who knew? Because here's the thing. Wrestling has always, in a very melodrama, pantomime kind of way, they've always reflected society as it currently is. They've always followed trends. they set trends, but they've definitely reflected current politics. Uh, do you remember when we had the French wrestlers there for a while because oh, yeah. uh, because America was mad at France for not joining our coalition to go stomp on Iraq for something that happened in Afghanistan? Yep. weird. Uh, so there was that sting came around in the in the wake of the crow mm-hmm. uh, and all of that and just uh, so wrestling has always sort of pantomimed what was going on in current society. And so now we're seeing that in a really kind of horrifying way mm-hmm. uh, and on a meta level that the collapse of the WWE is kind of pantomiming what we hope is not the actual collapse of Western society.
0: That's an interesting way to look at it.
1: Maybe the WWE, maybe professional wrestling is actually the canary in, in humanity's coal mine. And we should pay a little more attention to her health.
0: Yeah. And I think that's it. But I will say this. Uh even if WWE and AEW go away, wrestling's not gonna go anywhere.
1: Wrestling, wrestling, no. Do you think it's gonna go back? Ooh, what if, what if wrestling is reborn, it reboots itself. What if? Ooh. Okay, now we need to write the post the young adult post apocalyptic novel in which <laughs> in which professional wrestling is no more. It went extinct. And, and now society is trying to build itself back up. And like it was just sort of a part of the human consciousness on a genetic level, on a molecular level, wrestling still lives within us all. And so we start these traveling shows of, uh, of, of me, the hot protagonist teenager, and the two men who are fighting for my affections, obviously. Um, and we start a traveling show where, where people fight for fun, but it's pretend in a ring uh, and maybe there will be like some animals and stuff. We basically reinvent the traveling circus from which professional wrestling first grew as a carnival mm-hmm. sideshow act, and we mm-hmm. just reboot it from the beginning. It's like Horizon Zero Dawn, but for wrestling.
0: Uh, true or false? For this book that you're like currently inventing in your mind, uh-huh, you uh-huh. would like to you would like to be on the cover with two men, I assume. Obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna pick. Uh- uh, But we need to do a photo shoot for the cover. And I would like for my models to be Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. If we can Mm -hmm. manage that, that'd be great.
0: And uh, I know you don't like the sun, but you know, you can tell, you can lie to them and say that they're going to be in the sun for a little bit. You have to put on sunblock on them, especially, you know, they're, they're no, uh, it's it's, for
1: the lighting to, to reflect properly. There needs to be baby oil,
0: Uh, baby oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's a
1: baby oil rub down. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, (sighs) a private like baby oil rubdown we need to practice the rubdown a few times before we do the photo shoot
0: yeah heather we need to get laid holy shit (laughs) (laughs) holy shit
1: i mean it's not like i don't live with my husband and i could grab it anytime i want that's not the point anyway this is We can make this novel happen. What we need to do is start workshopping titles for it. If any of these listeners that you claim that we have—and I hope that we do—but honestly, I don't uh, know—have any suggestions for what title we could use for this series of young adult novels about reinventing (laughs) wrestling from the ground up in a post-apocalyptic scenario, uh, I would love to hear it. I'll come up with some too. We'll figure something out. We'll workshop. We'll workshop (laughs) it. what they're like the main like the ringmaster could be classy freddie blassie reborn
0: oh
1: yeah i he could be a descendant a direct descendant of the great line of blassies
0: we Uh, need a we need a sensational sherry kind of character too like yes the bad bad woman you know
1: yes yes you see you're on board with me on this
0: i I know i i love it i love the idea i I feel like it would be a great amazon show
1: I think we can make it happen. We just need to put the pitch together. Hey, anybody yeah. who's listening to this, we already trademarked it. You can't have it. <laughs> copyright, <laughs> copyright, copyright.
0: It's ours, even though technically HBO did it with Carnival, but whatever. Shut, whatever. Up, we're, shut, we're, up, we're, shut we're, up, shut up, doing
1: shut up, shut up, shut up. No, 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 no. It's post-apocalyptic. It's teen love. Or oh, something. <laughs> but it's like super progressive, so there's like a gay polyamorous polycule. I don't know. No, there is no gender and everyone, anymore.
0: And everyone's respected for their personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs> That's where the whole thing falls apart.
0: I know, I, I, and then we and, I, and we laugh, <laughs> and we treat and we treat people with respect, and there's no objectification. Ah, no. <laughs> oh, so
1: let's get back to my let's get back to planning my photo shoot, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: right. So, what brand of baby oil do you think we should use? I think we should, we should probably them.
1: look for something <laughs> hypoallergenic. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we need multiple practice sessions we got to test out the different brands <laughs> God. jesus okay we're this done here organic. we're done we're done we're, we're done here <laughs> this is over we should outro the show and walk away
0: yeah because i need to go talk to my yeah anyway anyway I need my shrink right now <laughs> holy shit
1: <laughs> because gloom it also doom lord have mercy okay Yay. um so, hey, thank you, everybody, for listening. I I can't believe you do. I'm so pleased. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Ring Divas Pod, because some other hussy out there has Ringside Divas as their screen name. Um, so if you want to go harass them, don't. I'm not officially encouraging that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at Ring Divas Pod, or you can reach us via email at RingsideDivas at gmail.com. Chris, what else?
0: We also have a website, RingsideDivas.com, that you're more than what? welcome to see. We'll have a companion post, and I'm actually quite frightened to uh, figure out what shit I'm going to write for this episode. Um, you're
1: going to Photoshop a book cover of me, right?
0: I, <laughs> that's what's going to That's happen. where I was, le- uh, yeah, there may be some <laughs> non-wrestling uh, images <laughs> on this post. Uh, yeah, we'll work on it. It's okay.
1: <laughs> it'll happen it'll happen it'll but yeah great.
0: uh i i threw up some random extra tidbits that are related to our episode on the website so mm-hmm. that's it nothing much but yeah uh you're welcome to follow us there too
1: mm-hmm. uh and if you are listening to us on a podcast pod, pod class god bless america i've been talking for like an hour and a half <clears throat> if you happen to be listening to us on a podcast platform that allows reviews and comments and ratings and stuff do that Give us this feedback so that uh, so that it will tweak the algorithm and more people will listen because more listeners means more fun for everyone and more validation for me personally. So that's the important thing here.
0: That's the most important
1: thing. Yep. Let's stay focused. Eyes on the prize. Validate Stephanie.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not true. It's not true. Don't don't listen to her. <laughs>